All right, everybody. Good evening. Good evening. And welcome to my podcast, The Cocktail Hour. Tonight's going to be an interesting night because I got my homie Daisy on the ones and twos. Daisy, say what up. All right, Daisy. I just want to make sure that the connection is good. So go ahead and say what's up to the people on my podcast. Hi, good night, everyone. How y'all doing out there? Alright, so we got Daisy live from New York, and you know, we were sitting here having a conversation about different relationships, and basically, how can we exit a toxic relationship if we're in love with that person? And a lot of times, we got a lot of soul ties, we have a lot of things in common, like children, sometimes investments of property assets, and Think, different things of that nature. So we were sitting here having an open discussion on why people can't let go of toxic relationships, and we're trying to we're trying to figure things out. So Daisy was making a great point, and I just want to get into it. So Daisy, we were talking about basically a mutual friend that we know. Um, he decided to basically surrender his happiness just to make sure he stays with this person because they have a common tie together. And, and unfortunately he's not happy with the situation, but yet he decides to cut off everybody that's always in his corner just to make this person who makes him unhappy, happy. So how is that even possible? Why are we still living that type of life? So I just want some feedback from my girl, Daisy. What do you think about that? Well, I feel like with a lot of relationships, it starts off great. Because, you know, everything is fresh, everything is new. Um, you know, you're, you got the butterflies and everything like that. As you progress further into the relationship, it's like you start to see yourself fall deeper and deeper and deeper with, you know, your significant other. But then, something, not all the time, not, not it doesn't happen to everyone, but at some point in time, things change. Mm-hmm. And I feel like, you know, our mutual friends, with him, what happened was, things change in this relationship. So, you know, as a typical new person in a relationship, you know, you start to inch away further and further from your friends. Sometimes I'm on that one person. Then, when the person starts to change, you're just like, okay, all right, everything is going weird now. It's not the same lovey-dovey. It's not the same honeymoon phase. Mm-hmm. So, it's like, you stay in the toxic relationship because it's like, you are low-key searching back for that first person that you fell in love with, you know? Mm-hmm. And I feel like with a lot of relationships where a lot of things go wrong is that we get comfortable. It's not just it's not just his partner. It's me. It's you, Monique. It's other people. Like, everybody just starts to get comfortable in a relationship to the point where it's like, they just feel like, okay, well, you know, I already have my girlfriend or I already have my boyfriend, so I don't really have to go so hard or whatever. Mm-hmm. And the, the, the ties that, um, you know, our mutual friend has with, you know, his girlfriend or whatever is actually a big tie. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's something that's very, it's not like mutual friends. It's not a 
like, you know, it's something serious. So it's like you have to be in this person's life forever. But then it's like, how can you make it work with this other person if it's not, you know, working? It right. takes two people to have a relationship. Absolutely. It takes two people trying to make a relationship. So it's like, if it's only one person trying and the other person is giving up, then what's the point? True. But, like I said, as a lot of people... As a lot of people who fall in love, they try and they give those other, they keep giving this significant other um, multiple chances to go back to that person that they fell in love with, you know, so they keep trying after trying after trying, hoping that he or she goes back to that person that they love, you know what I mean? But then it's like, you keep getting disappointed, you keep getting disappointed because you love them so much, and it's like, you... You, you just have that hope for them because you love them. Like, love is a real serious, strong, and dangerous emotion. Yes, it is. I was speaking as a woman that was in a relationship, that has been in relationships, excuse me, and has been in love, like, deep love. You kind of get a little stupid when you when you fall in love. Like, a lot of your <laughs> senses go out the window. It sure does. So, a lot of signs, yeah. And it's like a lot of signs that you see with your own eyes, you tend to ignore because it's like you love that person so much with your heart. It's like you have so much hope. And it's like in the back of your mind and deep in your heart, you feel like, yo, this person, you know, they have they have the potential to be, you know, husband material or they have the potential to be wife material, like real wife, real husband material. Now, see, I'm going to have to stop you right there. Now, you see the, the word potential, right? We can yeah. o- we can always label something as being potential, but that doesn't necessarily mean that that potential is fitting for us. Because we can say a lot You're of right. things have potential, but it might not be suitable for your lifestyle. And if you meet an individual that has that potential, it's something that you see with your vision of what you want out of that person, but that doesn't necessarily mean that person have that capability of making your vision a reality. And that's why, and that's the thing. So now, because we're in love, and we get a little stupid, and then a lot of the, a lot of our little senses leak out the side of our ear, we keep thinking and keep hoping, like, okay, you know, my boyfriend has potential to be um, my husband one day, so let me keep giving him chances and keep giving him chances. And that is why people don't really talk to relationships, because you're deep down... You're hoping and seeing some type of potential of him being your husband, so you keep giving him chances and keep giving him chances, and then your so-called boyfriend or so-called potential husband keeps giving you reasons why your ass needs to leave. Mm-hmm. But because of the deep love that we feel for them and, you know, the hoping that, okay, yeah, he's going to go back to that person or she's going to go back to that person that I first, first fell in love with, it's like it's just a never ending never ending cycle and it's really hard and speaking speaking as someone was in a toxic relationship is like it's very hard to leave someone that you love so much you know because mm-hmm. it's mm-hmm. like love like i said love is a very strong but dangerous emotion and people really don't understand and i feel like that's why they take the word love and the emotion love for granted a lot because when someone loves you they love you Mm. you know well no we gotta we gotta clarify that because you have love you have lust 
and you have comfort. And I feel like people think that they're in love because there something is brand new. Like, okay, for instance, my relationship that I had where I thought I was deeply in love with a person, we connected. Mm-hmm. We were able to communicate, connect on a level of ways that I ain't never connect with another person. And there was some there was some traits that I saw that wasn't my type of style and there was a lot of things that drew red flags but I said let me look past that because hey I ain't God I ain't going to make no judgment against anybody because who am I to judge you understand you got to give everybody a fair yeah, shot a fair role to prove themselves of what they are and it became to the point where I was I felt like I was madly in love I felt like I was going to do anything, jump over hurdles until the months started progressing. We started learning more about each other. We started getting each other's bad habits and good habits. And then that love started drifting into, is this the right decision that I made? (laughs) Or should I still Mm -hmm. give it some chance to keep learning? Because, I mean, you can never learn. To me, you can't honestly learn. You cannot learn a person, like the good ins and outs of a person, until like maybe three years. I give it three years. Because people feel like when you're in a relationship, you got to just know that person. No. When you start a no. relationship, it's a whole, it's it's like a whole dissertation. Like, you, like if you're going for your doctorate's degree, it takes years because it's like constant research that you have to mm-hmm. do in order to um, build around that thesis statement of the answers that you're looking for. So with a relationship, I feel like it's set up the same way that you have to Mm -hmm. go into these relationships and start digging for information from all sides, all spectrums. And I'm talking about from the past relationships that person was in to the type of families that these persons have um, to just the, the mutual communication and relationships they have with their parents, how they um, conduct themselves with peers. Like all of that stuff is not something that happens or is learned overnight. So you always got to give that. Yeah, absolutely right. But you got to give that, you got to, you got to give that timing, you know, a a good, you got to give, you got to give yourself a good timing to say, all right, either I'm going to pass this phase of research and keep going in depth or cut it loose. And I think a lot of us, when we see all those red flags, we don't cut it loose early enough, and then we get trapped. Am I lying? I totally agree, because that was me. It was me, too. And I'm pretty sure it was a lot of us. You know? (laughs) It was a lot of us. Mm -hmm. And if we were able to have that capability to press the rewind button, oh, girl... I'm pretty sure I would have been going back a all the way. Be happy. My good years was around 2017, 2018 when I first dropped in mm. college. So if I was able to go back then, I would have done everything completely over. I wish I could go back till I was 15. <laughs> right? When you ain't have to worry about no bills, you just chill. All you had to do is go to school exactly. and come home. You know what I'm saying? What? Also, with what you're saying too, now, picture this. Yep. You meet us, you know, being females, okay? Now, say we meet a guy, you know, he's open about.
about his past relationship. Mm-hmm. He's open about how he is with his family, how he conducts with his family. Um, you can bring him around your friends. Your friends love him. He has no problem, you know, um, expressing how he feels. He shows you that he shows you, excuse me, I'm sorry, how into you he is, how interested he is, you know, buys you flowers, takes you out on dates. You know, you don't have to pick everything. Now, say you get in. Now he's doing all of this for a year, right? Mm-hmm. And then you're just like, and you know, he's honest with you. You know, everything's going great. You know, he has a good job. You know, he doesn't he doesn't beg for money. <laughs> you know, and everything's going great. So now you're thinking, okay, you found the one. You guys communicate great when you have arguments. You guys talk it out. You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Now, imagine all of that happens in a year. Obviously, you thinking in your mind, wow, this is a potential husband. Man. Right. Now, now say after the year now, he starts changing. Mm. You guys don't go out to dinner anymore, no date night, it's just Netflix and chill and you know, you guys are arguing, and the 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 makeup time is longer. You know, mm-hmm. instead of instead of you guys squashing it that same night, mm-hmm. you guys are squashing it a week later. You know, you start telling your friends what's going on. Your friends don't want him coming around. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? He gets he gets you know a little beside himself, so asking you for money. And the thing is, nothing is wrong with your spouse asking you for money if they're down and out. I don't want to put it out there like, oh, it's so bad that, you know, your spouse asking for money. Right. When I say ask for money, I mean more so of they're working, they're in a good space, but then they're still coming and looking to you for everything. That's and, what I meant by, like, asking. And, and we, we're not even I'm brought in the generation. I know I wasn't brought in the generation of seeing a man beg a woman. I, yeah, I I wasn't introduced to it. You know what I'm saying? And we 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 from the we from the same out. era, so we weren't used to seeing that. But these mm-hmm. these millennial men, they 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 comfortable. Girl, girl. <laughs> they comfortable, and I don't understand how is it that you're so comfortable asking another woman who is not your mother, who's not financially responsible for you, who has not birthed you, did not sign the birth certificate, did not. Um, take you to your checkups, your immunization checkups, your dentist appointments. Like, I'm not your mother. <laughs> you feel me? Like, I am not like, your mama. There's a lot of women out there. There's a lot of women out there that make that the norm. Yep, see. They sit and they take care of these men. But anyway, that's a whole nother topic. That's a whole nother topic, girl. We could be here all night shaming these damn exactly. weak ass men. But I ain't. Go, but I, I'm not going. So, dis, no. I'm not going to only diss the the men too. You got some weak women too. You know. Let me just throw that out there because I'm not going to slide. Oh, I'm definitely. not. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna shame the men only. I understand. We are so used to hearing, um, you know, fuck these men, fuck these dudes. But there are some women that paved yeah. the wave of fuck boy shit. So I'm blaming some of the women too. But mm-hmm. go ahead, Daisy. Drop some knowledge. Yeah. So, now, 
like I said, so the year happened, all of that. So now everything starts getting, you know, start boiling down to stuff. So now it's like, what do you do? You, he's not doing the things that you're, 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 you was used to, I guess you could say for the year. And, you know, things are start, things is just starting to die down. The love, you know, the love is still there, but it's like, what, what's happening now? You right. See? So now it's like, now he's changing. He's changing. He's showing you that, okay, I don't want to be a part of this anymore. I'm not with it. You know, it's whatever. So now this is where the toxicity comes in because it's like, remember all the stuff that he was doing the year before? Mm-hmm. You fell in love with that. And I'm not mm-hmm. talking about just the materialistic things. I'm talking about the communication and, you know, whatever whatever was there. Everybody's relationship is different. So whatever was there that you guys connected, you know, your friends like him, your family like him, whatever, whatever you feel like, he's open, he's honest, whatever connected you to this man that made you fall in love. And, you know, he fell in love with you too, vice versa. Now everything has changed. So now you're starting to think, oh, okay, well, he's not doing the same thing that he was doing before, so where does that leave you? Then right. in your mind, you're just like, okay, well, I'm already, you know, in love with him. I already see him as a potential husband. So you're going to keep giving him chances to to redeem himself, to get back to that guy that you first met when everything was cool. And that's where a lot of relationships go wrong because we keep chasing that, that whole, that whole, um, What's that word? Like that whole euphoria that we got when we first, when you first got together. Mm-hmm. And it's like no matter how much he shows you, like yo, he done checked out already. It's like we as women, and I, I I'm totally not one sided on this because, like I said, we have a mutual friend, and that is in this predicament, and he's a guy. Right. So, but I'm just using the scenario this way because I'm a girl, and you know. Right. So, us women. We tend to give a lot of chances, a lot of chances, because we want that that person that we fell in love with. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yeah. And I feel like that's why it's that person. Like honestly, that's what takes us so so long to leave to that like relationship go. because we want that back. Like once us women, the 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 ones that really love and love hard, it's like once we love you. Once we're in love with you, excuse me, it's like, that's it. We right. don't want nobody else. We don't want it. So we're going through the motions here with you because you're who we want. You know what I mean? Yep. So it's like, yeah, we're going to put up with the bullshit. We're going to put up with a lot of the crap because it's like we low-key want you to get back to be that person so we can be happy again and further our relationship. And but you know what? Unfortunately, and, and, mm-hmm. and, and, and not to cut you, but yeah. I honestly think in theory... If we were built a lot better emotionally by the male counterpart in our lives, not to diss our fathers or anything like that, but of course not. if our fathers would show us our value, you know, our mothers, our mother's yeah. supposed to teach us the values we are supposed to have. Our fathers are supposed to demonstrate it and ensure that those values are met. Now, our, if we had more values as far as, um, how people are supposed to treat us, how as a woman mm-hmm. growing into a teenager, into a young lady, into a young adult, if we knew these things, our value was, 
already established at a younger age, we would not accept a lot of this behavior from male counterparts. That's just what I believe. Because I feel like I feel like um male you know, men are quick to say, Oh, you only acting like crazy like that because you're insecure. And mm-hmm. you're insecure because you don't trust me and you don't trust me because yeah, I did te- cheat a, uh, a few times and now I'm trying to show you that I'm good, but you're still insecure. No, no Negro. We're not, we're not insecure. We is not insecure. First of all, it's just that <clears throat> the tarnish of what you have done to us is just more icing on the cake of what we never established within ourselves from a younger age, because a lot of times, if we established that value from a long time ago, when you had che- cheated once, that would have been the first and the last time you would have done that. Exactly. You understand? Because we would have had the bravery and we would have had the more stability to say, you know what? I don't deserve that. You feel like you want to run the streets? By all means, go ahead. But I know my value and you're not it. Yeah. And I think also, too, I feel like society also, as always, you know, always has a negative impact when it comes on certain things. And I feel like society glamorizes the whole, oh, you have to go through a bunch of shit for everything to get better. I personally feel that once a guy sees your worth and know your worth, you don't have to give him a billion and one chances to get exactly. it right. right. Because he will do it from the first time. Exactly. And then that goes back into the whole, okay, you meet this guy, he's great, he's communicate, he communicates great, I'm sorry, he has good family, you know, whatever. Oriented. Whatever, you know, traumatic stuff he went through, you know, through childhood, he's open enough to tell you about it so you can, you know, um, understand. Because also, too, sidebar, I feel like a lot of things that we don't talk about us men, women, anybody. I feel like we don't talk about traumatic stresses that we had when we were younger. Yes. And I'm not saying, I'm not saying, okay, I meet you tonight and I'm saying, and I'm supposed to say, hey, you know, I saw somebody got shot. No. But I feel like if you're in a relationship, you know, when you feel comfortable enough, because some things are a little too much to talk about. Right. When you feel comfortable enough, I feel like that is one situation, not situation, excuse me, one topic that needs to be talked about. Oh, absolutely. Because then, then later on in life, when you see that your person, your, not your person, excuse me, your significant other acting a certain way, you'll know that, okay, it's not because, okay, they're genuinely an asshole. It's just that maybe they have anxiety or they mm-hmm. have PTSD from whatever happened before. Like, you know, a lot of childhood memories mold a lot of us into the adults that we are yes today. yes and yes oh where's the bell where is the bell girl have you know a lot of things that they don't speak on and mm-hmm. they put it to the back of their mind and a lot of people are not grown up on love they're yes. grown up on survival so it's like you come you meet them and it's like you're just like damn like you don't even know how to love me properly he don't know how to love. Right. Never had it. Right. So he can't really give you what he don't have. Goes back into the father figure of us females. Some of us never had a father. Right. 
You know what I mean? Some of the fathers wasn't there, so your mom had to do everything, or vice versa. You had a father, and he just didn't give a shit to show you how a man is supposed to treat you. Yeah, but sometimes, and, sometimes we be giving these parents a lot of value, but sometimes you got to think about it. If you don't know how to be a parent, how the hell are you going to really raise a child? Exactly. And so that I, goes back to that goes because because you know what mm-hmm. stood out to me the most. When Tyreek from Power, because you know I love Power, and um, Ghost, I love you, baby. I'm, I want to have your baby, but don't worry. I'm going to send you that message later. But, oh but Tyreek... Yeah, because I don't watch Power. Okay, so Tyreek is the son of Ghost. Okay. And, you know, Ghost and Tommy and all of them, yeah, they that, run... Yeah, that much I know. Yeah, I they know run the big is. drug ding or whatever. So, But Tyreek has turned a whole different leaf of wanting to be a young one in the drug game. And he, him and Ghost basically got into numerous of feuds and numerous of fights. And they got to the point where Tyreek just don't like Ghost. You know, he feel like he's a piece of shit. He just treats his mom oh. like shit. He, he just don't deal with him. But one thing he did say that stood out, and it was a powerful line at the end. He said, you might have burnt me, but you're not my effing father. Like, that thing was, it was this deep, like, you might have burnt me. Like, he turned around and was like, you might have burnt me, but you're not my father. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And a lot of times... Harry got that spice. Yeah, he got that that sauce, yo. He got that sauce. I I was Mm. like, okay, Tyree, you still need your ass beat. You you definitely need your ass beat, but um, we're going to let you slide because you angry right now. We're going to let you slide. But... That's, I mean, if we, if we evaluate a lot of things, um, especially when we had working class parents that had to really concentrate on providing a roof over your head and basically making sure you had clothes on your back, when did they really have time to give you life lessons on what you need to do and what you need to prepare for as an adult? Because I don't remember ever having a conversation like that with my parents. Never. I mean... And that honestly, once again, is a whole nother topic. That's a whole nother topic. But I feel like a lot of parents, it's true, they'll give birth to you, but some of them, they honestly don't know how to be a parent. And now, this topic on being a parent, I necessarily cannot speak on because I am not a parent. But from friends that I have, especially you, Monique, like, the way I see it is parenting, there's no guidebook to being a parent. It's like you just basically winging shit and trying to show your child that you love them as much as you can mm-hmm. by what you know. Right. And along the way, you learn new things. And whatever you learn, you're supposed to try to instill it in your child. That's what I've gotten from you, my friends, all like. There's no rule book on how to be a good parent, like That's at true. all. Like you're gonna have mistakes, you're gonna have times that you want to give up, but yep. you know, once you see that you know little phase, it's like it makes things living for you. Know what I mean? Absolutely. So I say that to say, like, when it comes to parenting, it's like you have to know that okay this child is going to grow up to be an adult one day. If I have a son, I will want my son to, of course, 
I don't want my son to be no deadbeat. I don't want my son to be living off of girls' couches and shit. I want my son to be a gentleman. I want my son to treat women with respect. But how does that happen? You have to instill that from when he's young until he grows up and starts having girlfriends. Yep. That's the thing. Yep. Parents, some parents, can't speak for all, some parents don't. They just... I don't, I don't know what some of these parents be doing. I don't know. I'm seeing everybody's household, so I don't know. <laughs> it's tough. But it's tough. It's all about your parenting skills. It's about you. It's about what you want your child to know. Parents are kids' first teachers, and yes. we're totally going way off topic. But I know because we about to we about to wrap teachers. it up. <laughs> yeah. So you know, whatever. I so, know. <laughs> nah, but no, for real. There's some. There's some other interesting topics in between that we discussed tonight and i honestly would love to continue this with you but you know i don't want to i don't i ain't trying to go off off my um timing because i'm definitely trying to keep it at a certain time bar but daisy you my girl we've been friends forever and i would just like to thank you for having this interview with me and recording with me tonight i really appreciate you and you know um you know i love you baby so, yeah, love you too. I'm um, going to be looking for that check in the mail. <laughs> I got you, son. All right, y'all. So, thank you for listening to the Cocktail Hour. Don't forget to follow me on Instagram at I am Monique Hyde. And don't forget to click, tag, and share my um, Cocktail Hour podcast. I'm going to go ahead and post online. So, just make sure you share it with some friends. All right. Daisy, you want to have anything last to say before we end? Um,. Drop your Instagram name, you know. Want to get? No, some... I don't use that. I'm <laughs> <good>. <laughs> all right, Daisy says she don't want no, she don't want no stalkers. All right, all right, everyone, have a good night. Thank you.